folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, former prosecutor for five years, Middlesex County, law professor for more than two decades, former visiting scholar, Harvard Law School. You've seen her work on NBC, CBS, Fox News, CNN, others, and also has argued many, many cases before state, federal courts across the country. Of course, it is Professor and Attorney Wendy Murphy. Wendy, thank you for taking the time once again to speak to us. I want to um, talk a little bit about that very extraordinary statement that was released last week by Michael Morrissey, the Norfolk DA, regarding what he called witness harassment in the Karen Reed case. Yeah, it's so good to be with you again, John. Um, you know, as a as a former prosecutor, I was blown away that he did that because, in my experience, prosecutors almost never speak publicly in that way, and for for good reason. Um, the public may not know this, but prosecutors are bound by an ethical rule that's really very strict that forbids them to make derogatory comments about the defense, and they're worried. They're always worried if they do say something that is derogatory, uh, they could get sanctioned either by the board of bar overseers or even by the court. You know, a judge might suppress evidence or dismiss charges to punish the prosecutor for behaving unethically. Um, for that reason, they just don't say anything while the case is pending, even when the defense is making wild claims. Uh, and, you know, I can think of so many cases over the years where wild claims were made in prosecutors stayed silent. So for Michael Morrissey to do this, you have to believe that not only did he feel compelled despite that ethical rule, he felt empowered because there's a different ethical rule that allows prosecutors to issue public statements to correct false information. And which of those rules prevails? I think obviously Michael Morrissey uh, checked with someone, may have even gotten advanced permission from the Board of Barbersiers to do this because he probably said, you know, look, it, I need to correct the record. I have an ethical right and even obligation to correct false information uh, that's, that's potentially misleading the public, infecting the jury pool, and ethically I'm allowed to correct false statements. So despite that rule that prohibits me from making derogatory remarks, can I ethically correct the record? And I'm sure he got permission because he would never just put his license on the line in a case like this, especially where he might suffer sanctions under one ethical rule. I guarantee you that he got some kind of advanced permission to do exactly what he did. As extraordinary as it was, he would only have done it if there was absolutely zero evidence to support the defense nonsense that we've been hearing about a conspiracy and you know someone else killed him and he went in the house and it was colin albert or brian albert or jen mccabe and all these people killed him and and then the, everyone in law enforcement conspired to cover it up he would never have made this statement unless there was zero zero evidence to support any of that nonsense. So I was very impressed. I'm also greatly relieved because this is going to, I think, going to significantly impact the court of public opinion, aside from the loonies and the people who are getting paid to make up nonsense, and there are plenty of them out there. But this is going to quell any kind of public suspicion because of how unusual it is that a district attorney makes a statement like this at this moment in time in a case. Folks, again, we're speaking with attorney Wendy Murphy. Wendy, what type of process do you think that would be in order to get approval from the Board of Overseers? Because 
I can't imagine, well, you tell me, I can't imagine this was an overnight, you know, quick phone call. Um, this could have been in the works for maybe a little while. Yeah, I mean, it's anybody's guess, and it won't, uh, it won't likely become public. Uh, but I shouldn't say that, because who knows, this case is so unusual. But the fact is, lawyers, even district attorneys, but lawyers who are concerned about whether something they're planning to do might implicate an ethical rule yep. are encouraged to contact the Board of Barbers to get an advisory opinion. Um, do they get a quick opinion with a snap of a finger? No, especially in a complicated case like this where uh, Morrissey would likely have said, I need some guidance on not just the run-of-the-mill question, can I speak publicly, but can I say these declaratory things about the innocence of these people who are being targeted, especially, you know, specifically Colin Albert, Brian Albert, and Jim McCabe, can I make these statements? Um, and here's the evidence that's being uh, uh, propped up falsely against them, and here's the evidence that I have, and would this be okay under the ethical rules? Um, the Board of Bar Receivers appreciates when people seek advance um, opinions about what they can and can't do because it saves them the trouble of having to deal with it after the fact. Yep. So how long that takes is based on context. What kind of case is it? How complicated is the question? But that could explain why it took a while for him to do this. I just also, you know, I, I have to believe that Morrissey has never seen anything like this before, yep. both in terms of the intensity of the attacks on these completely innocent people, but also the relentlessness, despite attempts by by the parties to put information into the court so that people can actually read the pleadings and see how ridiculous this conspiracy theory stuff is, that to see that that didn't quell some of this, um, take to get it to the point where that he had no choice but to take this extraordinary step. Um, you know, the Board of Bar Receivers can appreciate that a defense that's zealous uh, is important constitutionally. You want Karen Reed to have the best possible defense she can, but that doesn't include, there. in other words, there is no constitutional right to falsely accuse an innocent person of murder. It's just not built into the Sixth Amendment, a right to a fair trial is not the same as a right to falsely accuse a completely innocent person. It's just not part of the Constitution. Folks, we're speaking with Professor and Attorney Wendy Murphy. Wendy, I'm just curious, what was the reaction uh, amongst other attorneys or judges at Morrissey releasing this statement? Well, the people that I've spoken with, yeah. um, both on the law enforcement side and on uh, the attorney side, um, had the same reaction I did. Wow. We can't believe he did that. Mm. It, it must be that bad. What the defense is doing must have really just gone, gone so over the edge that it, he was compelled to do this because, you know, anyone who's worked in the criminal justice system knows prosecutors just don't do that. Um, and for law enforcement, I think, and, and just generally speaking, people in the public who appreciate that the truth is pretty obvious in this case – um, it was a great sense of relief that that at least he did something because there's there seemed to be no options. Right. It seems to be this was just a tidal wave. It was going to get worse and worse and worse. And, uh, you know, I hate to say this, but 
I do worry that when, because I represent a lot of women involved in uh, criminal justice matters where they get threatened if, they're, if they've been abused by their husband or boyfriend and then they get threatened, you better not testify or I'll kill you. Um, you know, it's sort of the same thing that, that if you discourage a person from doing their civic duty, that is testifying in a criminal case, which is an offense against the public after all, um, you really you degrade and and just denigrate the very notion that justice has um, meaning, right? Because it just becomes well a gamesmanship thing. I can just destroy witnesses, and that's okay as long as I win. Well, you know, in a case like this, for nothing to have happened in response to all of this silliness, I think we would have the, the entire system would have lost. Uh, lost a little bit of sheen in the in the in the sense that the public would have so much less respect for it because we all are sitting around saying well when is somebody going to do something to stop this well sure. finally more you know morrissey did something as extraordinary as it was i think the message is now out there uh don't you dare try this kind of cockamamie defense strategy in your case because you're going to get crushed by a similar statement from the prosecution and um, I think this does set, set the stage in terms of deterring other lawyers from doing this in the future, but also just making clear that we do not function in the criminal justice system under a uh, anything goes set of rules. Yep. That, that's just not the way it works. Yes, adversariness is important. Winning is important to the defense, but not winning at any cost, including the cost of potentially a human life. My, in, my, in my experience with my clients who've been abused, um, when they say, I'm afraid to testify because I'm afraid I'm going to die, the reality is sometimes they do die right. as punishment for testifying. Yep. Imagine, just imagine, John, if these three innocent people who've been harassed, falsely accused of, of the most heinous crime imaginable, imagine if any of them became so desperate that they took their own lives right. or something horrendous happened to them. What what, what would we do about that? What would we make of that? I mean, obviously, there'd be an enormously expensive lawsuit, and it would, you know, for the millions and millions and millions of dollars that the families would win, but would it, would it be worth it that we had sold out the integrity of our legal system for this cockamamie strategy when everyone knows what happened? And Karen Reed herself doesn't benefit from this nonsense. She's more likely to be convicted of murder because the defense is so nonsensical when she should just throw herself on the mercy of the court plead guilty to manslaughter and probably get probation or, you know, mm. some minimal amount of time. Her lawyers are gambling with her life, too, not just the lives of the innocent people who are being falsely accused. They're gambling with the life of a woman whose liberty is at stake, and she deserves a defense that respects what's at stake for her. She is not getting that. Wendy Murphy, uh, folks, is with us. Wendy, uh, David Yanetti, one of the defense attorneys, he was your former colleague, but Alan Jackson, who's come in from L.A., is is this the potential? Does he maybe feel that he can – will he be, be able to intimidate the judge? Uh, it almost – you know, it seems to be the high – again, just my assessment, the high-profile attorney from out of town, you know, almost regards them as kind of like Mayberry, and he's going to come in and just kind of like dominate and take over the way Johnny Cochran did with the with the O.J. case. <laughs> well, good luck treating any judge in Massachusetts like uh, Mayberry because this is a state that is very well known for the integrity of its judicial system. And, you know, it, we, we're no, this is not uh, the middle of nowhere. And I don't, I don't <laughs> want to name a specific state, but that is not Massachusetts. 
Um, no judge is going to be intimidated by anybody. And in fact, this judge has already said on the record that the defense has put false information in front of her. So she's already soured to the defense. I, I never heard of Alan Jackson before. Uh, I know people have said he's very good. He may well be a very good lawyer. I don't know. But you know what? You're not a good lawyer if you just make stuff up because any idiot can do that. You're a good lawyer if you take the facts and argue them effectively and win, you know, using tactics that are are appropriate. I mean, literally, you can be the worst attorney on the planet if you make stuff up and lie about innocent people being guilty. That doesn't take skill. It just makes you an idiot. It does not make you a good lawyer. So I don't know if Jackson is more responsible for some of what's going on. I mean, there are some, uh, you know, technical claims that are being made about cell phones and technology right. and all that stuff that maybe that's coming from him that uh, Unetti wasn't necessarily experiencing. I don't know. I just don't know. But it doesn't matter because this judge has already experienced what she described as uh, the defense giving her false information. Now we have the district attorney saying publicly that everything the defense is saying is false, about, especially about implicating innocent people. When you lay that as the foundation of the defense and you're this early on in the case, you know, good luck. It's just there's no benefit to the defense in doing this. It's just putting you on the wrong side of the judge, on the wrong side of the public, on the wrong side of everything and you think you can win by bullying people into it maybe maybe these witnesses that are being bullied and harassed will feel like they don't want to testify because they're they're being uh you know they're being shamed and blamed and all this stuff maybe they'll say i don't really want to take the stand because i'm, I'm so beaten down by this nonsense well guess what the case is still rock solid without any of them so there's really nothing to gain from the defense side nothing to gain by what they're doing and i i just i can't believe that that Yonetti in particular because he's got to practice in this state right he's he's a good lawyer i i just have never had anything but respect for him um he's losing some of that reputation that he worked so hard for he's been around for a long time now i'm not sure he'll gain that back because this is such a high profile case He's being smeared by his colleague. Uh, you know, whoever's telling him that this is the right thing to do is taking him down. The stink attached to this defense strategy is going to stick to Unetti for a long time to come. I've said it publicly, and I'll say it again. Karen Reed needs a new defense team. She needs new lawyers. Uh, this is not serving her. It's certainly not serving the public interest. But, you know, when it's also not serving the defense it's time to turn the page and get a new defense team. Folks, again, prosecutor for five years, Middlesex County, law professor more than two decades. Also, former visiting scholar, Harvard Law School, which is very rare. Uh, again, it is uh, attorney Wendy, Professor Wendy Murphy. Wendy, great to talk to you again, and we'll uh, talk to you again as we follow this case. You bet. Nice to be with you, John. Bye-bye. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, J&B Plumbing. Call them today, all your plumbing needs, 401-743-9153, JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work, guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 401- 
743-9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's J&B Plumbing. Call them today, 401-743-9153. J&B Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. Men, women, you're experiencing hair loss? Well, call Scalp Masters. The micropigmentation, call Michael. Free consultation, 401-867-1097. They're located right in Cranston. What is the service for men and women that are experiencing hair loss or thinning of the hair? Michael is very dedicated. You can also check out their website. It's scalpmastersri.com. And it's very simple. You're going to look younger it helps add density to existing long hair or hair transplants they can conceal hide hair transplant scars it's non-invasive it's cosmetic it's scalp masters call for your free consultation 401-867-1097 you're going to feel better you're going to feel better about yourself look more like your old self call scalp masters take advantage of that free consultation call michael 401-867-1097 men women experiencing hair loss or maybe just want more density call them 401-867-1097